0: Hey everyone, Tanisha Coffey here, AKA The Lofty Entrepreneur. If you've wanted to start a business, but you haven't done it because you just don't know how, today's the day to lose that excuse. I've created a free interactive blueprint that walks you through the process step by step. So there you have it, barrier removed. You're welcome. Go to www.30minutestartup.com to access your free blueprint. Before you go, click the subscribe button on The Lofty Entrepreneur Show page so you don't miss out on any advice to help you as you grow your business. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Lofty Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host Tanisha Coffee, A.K.A. the Lofty Entrepreneur, and I have a special guest for us today. Her name is Dr. Renee Matthews, and she is absolutely amazing. Dr. Renee has had her own radio show on ReachMD. She's appeared on TV shows such as the Oprah Winfrey Show, TV One's News One Now, and WGN's People to T- People to People. She's also been featured as a medical correspondent on Sirius XM's Sway in the Morning and WVON, The Voice of the Nation, and appeared on several other shows. A woman entrepreneur five and six times over, Dr. Renee is one of the hardest working entrepreneurs that I know. She currently works as a medical correspondent slash writer, social media expert and influencer and a public speaker who has also figured out how to expand her revenue by securing sponsorships and affiliate and referral marketing and more. Dr. Renee, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you, thank you so much for squeezing us in. I know you're in the middle of a conference, (laughs) we have another talk, so (laughs) thank you so
1: much. How are you? No problem, thank you, I am great. Very good.
0: So today I really wanna talk about your journey into entrepreneurship because I know um, you've been at this for quite a while and um, I, I want I want people to really understand what it's like as not just an entrepreneur, but as a woman entrepreneur. So you are an actual MD, you're an actual yes. doctor. They're not just letters for show. You went to medical school, you put in all the time. Yes. You know, so I remember, you know, you got out of medical school and then you started working in actual, you know, medicine, you know, yeah. so let's start from there, you know, how so, what are you doing and, you know, go when through. I
1: graduated medical school, I, um, I didn't get a residency right away. And I was like, what am I going to do? So I actually took a job at a medical malpractice law firm. And so what I did was I review cases for them as a medical doctor, review cases and would say, no, this isn't a case. This is a case. You might ask about this kind of stuff like that. And then I um, and I knew all along, I had always told my mom that I wanted to be like Dr. Nancy Snyderman back Mm -hmm. when we were younger. She was the one she was the medical correspondent for Good Morning America. Uh, In my adult years, she ended up working at Today Show and then now she's not on television. But she um, she was who I wanted to be. I wanted to be like her. And of course, my mom's like, we don't really know anyone in TV, Renee. So I don't know that that's possible. And right. so I said, OK. And so my fallback was I'll be an OBGYN because I loved that. I had worked at the office every summer when I was in undergrad. I loved it. I had delivered a bunch of babies. I had um, been in surgery. I loved it. So I was like, that's what I'll do that. You know, that's fine. So when I didn't get a residency right away, I was like, well maybe there's something else I can do. And I ended up meeting this guy who had a show on ReachMD and he was like, you should come. Cause I think by the time he goes, you're that kind of person that can walk into a room full of people, but you will walk out with the information of whomever the, the biggest person in there, you'll have their info when you leave. And I was like, okay. And he's like, so if you come with me to the studio, I bet you you'll end up with a radio show. And I was like, okay. So I went and sure enough, I ended up talking to the, you know, the, the person in charge. And he was like, yeah, let's talk. And sure enough, I ended up with the show. So that show was not still what I wanted to do. That show was literally talking to doctors. And I wanted to be on Good Morning America, talking to us regular people. Right. Right. So I didn't want, I I was like, eh, you know, I was like, but you know what? It's a start, right? So I was okay. It was a start. Um, my dream interview happened. I interviewed Dr. Ian Smith. Yeah, I remember that. I remember. You. Okay. Yeah. So that was amazing because that was like because next to Dr. Nancy Snyderman, he was the next person I would like to be because right. you know he was appearing on all the shows doing talking about you know health and medicine. So. Yeah. So I did two shows with him and that was awesome. And I actually was the one that got in contact with him and everything, it wasn't my producers, it was me. And so I was like, okay, I can do this. And he gave great information. He actually talked about being a medical correspondent and how he did it and stuff. It was really great. That's what the interview was about. So it was, you know, I'm taking notes, like, okay. Right. So um, at this time I'm living in Chicago and I actually met Melody Hobson. So Melody Hobson, is the financial person, was the financial person for Good Morning America. So I said, I told her, I would like to be the medical version of you. And she was like, talk to my assistant and we'll talk. So I'm thinking she's blowing me off, complete opposite. She was serious as a heart attack. Sure enough, Dorian, her amazing assistant, knew who I was, which I still am blown away by that. But Dorian's like, "So, um, so when are you available to talk to her? Like she called me and I'm like, Are you serious? So sure enough, we talked. And Melody's like, you know how to reach me now if you have any other questions. So what I asked her was like, what do I need to do? And so we talked about it. And she's like, well, you should do this and do this. And you know, we talked. So she's like, if you ever need to get in touch with me, you know how to get in touch with me. We can make this happen. You just call me or, what? you know, you know how to get in touch with me if you have any other questions, blah, blah, blah. And so Melody Hapson, for those that don't know, is married to the wonderful George Lucas, who is Mr. Star Wars, of course. But Melody still, they still live, she lives here. So she works here in Chicago. So I see her randomly at events and she knows who I am. And I send her assistant everything that I'm doing and her assistant passes it on to her because she'll email me and say, Oh, melody said such and such. And I'm like excited every time. So when I see melody, she's like, I see you're doing your thing. You know, she'll comment because she knows, cause I've been keeping in touch with them. So that's awesome. And so, um, that's like who I kept my path with. I was like, okay, let me do what she said. And what she said worked. Like I literally, I started writing, I had my own blog and started writing my own stuff and I got out there in social media where, everyone started to know you know this is what i did so then instead of me asking people pitching myself people started coming to me and asking me and so i was like oh my god you know this is awesome so that's that's kind of how it all kind of pivoted um and then i ended up getting a business coach a few years ago and she um was amazing jay stone she is amazing and she was like you know what you do because what happened was right out of med school we did, I started an entertainment company because we had thrown the, we had, were part of the concert promoting group in Michigan State, my sister and I. And I was like, this is what we're gonna do. Once I, you know, get my practice going, we'll do this. This will be our side hustle. Okay. And so then the opportunity fell in my lap. A conference came to Chicago the summer after I graduated med school. Mm-hmm. And I was like the National Association of Black Female Executives in Music and Entertainment. And I was like, I should go, I'm here in Chicago it's here in Chicago. I should go. So I went, um, I saw the conference in black enterprise magazine and I said, you know, I'm gonna go. So I went and I made a lot of great contacts there. And one of them was my first client. And so I told my sister, I was like, well, I met this little girl and this is going to be our client, you know? And she's like, huh? I was like, I know it's crazy, but, what happened was they sent, they gave me their package i sat on it for a week i looked at it finally i called them and asked questions that i thought were just common sense they yeah. were like oh my god can we get a contract i was like what'd she say <laughs> and so i called my sister and was like okay so we're in business so we need to get a logo we need to get a name so alicia came up with the name matthews entertainment group and associates and then my cousin's a graphic designer He designed a logo. The first one he designed was perfect. We went with that and we were off and running. And like a few weeks later, I booked her for a fashion expo that Eve, the rapper, her stepfather is a designer, Mm -hmm. booked her for that. And it was in Philly. Alicia lived in Delaware. I said, you're going to go. She goes, you're not coming. I go, I don't need to come. You're there. Right. And she went and that's how we started the company. And so my business coach was like, you know, because we did everything for her, PR, booking, management, everything. My business coach was like, you know, physicians don't know how to do PR for themselves. You should concentrate on that being your niche. Mm-hmm. So okay, this so was- let me, let me catch you. Yep. So right, so so far
0: you've done, um, you've started and, and you've listened, you found your mentor, you yep. know. And she puts you on that path. You listen yep. to what the expert who was doing, what you want to do, suggested, you followed. You didn't just do your own path and say, ah, they don't know what they're talking about. I'm gonna do it exactly. this way. You did what she said, started getting some success. Then you took the next step business coach to help you to get further along in your yep. career. Meanwhile, you're developing this other um, business idea. So clearly you have this entrepreneurial spirit within you and now you're taking us to the point where everything is combining. Okay, go.
1: Yes. So, um, and so the funny thing is that Melody Hobson told me to start writing and I I tell everyone I play a writer on the internet, I hate writing. So when she said that, I was just like, oh God, no. <laughs> so, but I was like, this woman knows what she's talking about. Renee, you're just gonna have to do this. And so I did. Um, the business coach, I was like, huh, doctor? She's like, yes. And I said, oh, okay. But she was right, so now, 90% of my public, my PR clients are physicians. I still do have some entrepreneurs, um, small business owners, but really 90% of them are doctors. Um, and so it, 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 it works out. And she was right. They had no idea what to do. Um, most of the physicians I've worked with already did have some experience in media, but I have had some that didn't. And I was able to media train them and get them ready. And they're doing great things now too. So, um, so that was like kind of my soiree into what I'm doing like now. So I have several different things that I do, um, right. because I did start that blog in 2008 and I, and I, I, won't even say, cause I always tell everyone, I do not have a huge following on my blog, right?
2: But go, I, crazy. exactly.
1: I was going to say, I have enough, on my other things that people are like, no, well, yeah, could you do this? Could you do? And I'm like, oh, okay. Plus I do have a blue check on my Facebook page, which was set me into the stratosphere. All of a sudden, anything I asked for, they were like, yes. And I was like, oh, this isn't hard anymore. So, (laughs) so that helps because I don't have a ton of people on Facebook either, but because I do have a verified page, they trust everything that I'm saying. And so, um, so I do a lot of influencer stuff that has been really great. I work with some really amazing brands. Um, all my influencer stuff is usually in the health and wellness space, just because, it, as my sister says, it's on brand. It makes perfect sense. Not to mention, I will say that with the exception of one product, everything I've actually used myself or I currently use the only product I didn't use was a female condom. And that's because I just wasn't having sex. So I wasn't using it, but I completely stood behind what it stood for and it made perfect sense to me. And it still makes perfect sense to me for people to use that. But, um, but everything else, I mean, I, I, I work with a natural deodorant, um, period panties. Uh, what else have I done? Um, P panties, um, my hair products, uh, everything is something that i use or you know or used in the past and so they were like yeah and then american lung association it just made sense i have severe asthma i you know i did the i did the fight for air climb 2 years in a row and i did some media for them um, the American Heart Association, I did some volunteer stuff with them. And then Omron, the blood pressure cuffs, they were like, can you do this campaign for us? I did videos, I did blog posts. And it, you know, it makes sense. I They sent me a blood pressure cuff. I thankfully do not have high blood pressure, so I didn't need one, but they sent me one. And then the campaign was going for zero. So you want to have, you know, you want to not have to take any blood pressure medication basically. Right? So we would, you know, I did videos about taking your blood pressure and stuff like that. So all of my influencer stuff, like I said, really is based in what I believe in. Um, so I think that's why also they hire me is because they know that my community trusts me and they know that this is, you know, this makes sense. Um, I also did a ton of media loans because I travel so much. So I would have a different car everywhere I went. Um, and that just, my, my whole thing is I want everyone to live the life you deserve. And to live the life you deserve, you do have to have health, which I think is number one. But you have to have money. And so when I say money, I'm talking about you need to have a career you love. Not just a job, but a career you love. You need to save. You need to invest. And so I, you know, I would talk the cars. I never drove anything really flashy. I drove cars that made sense. And I, you know, I would tell you this is how much it is and this is who probably should drive it. And so, um, so yeah, I've done a lot of different stuff through the years and I always forget something. My sister's like, but you do this too. I was like, Oh yeah, that like, I forget stuff all the time. But in the years I, um, written and obviously I've written, I've, I've taught, I've been on radio, I've been on TV. All of that stuff has all been in the health space. Um, and then my speaking engagements recently, the most recent speaking engagement I had before this all happened, uh, in December, I went to the Women in Automotive conference and I spoke about the power of intention mm-hmm. um, because really that is what my life is. I always, I, like my sister said, you said it was gonna happen, so of course it happened. Like I always set my intentions and say, well, this is what I'm gonna do and then I go do it. Right. And so I would love, and I, so actually I did add to my, portfolio of things offerings, I did say that I will coach people on that because I think a lot of people don't realize the power of intention is so serious. I started um, two years, maybe it was a year, two years ago, I started writing every morning my intentions for the day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it is amazing the things that get checked off by the end of the day. I'm like, oh my God, like I really did that. Very good. I really did that. Like this morning I wrote payday. And sure enough, my phone went off.
0: I was like, oh. yay, money. Oh. I'm gonna try that one. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh. I wanna go, I
2: wanna go back a little bit. So because I know that there were likely peaks and valleys, you know, there was it wasn't just, you know, business coach says, you know, go out for, you know, go after doctors, and then boom, the next day you just got, you know, tons of doctors knocking on your door, like, hey, do my mind so tell me what was that like kind of as you're going through it? I know those you hit the, you know, main benchmarks, but yeah, how long did it take before you, you know, say scored that, you know, interview, before you were doing interviews and you hit that interview with Dr. Ian Smith and then, you know, you got, you know, a little further along and then you finally were able to get to a point where you could get a business coach. What was going on in your life, like personally? you know, how was that, what was that experience like emotionally as you're going through this climb, day in and day out, you know?
1: So I, um, I think for me, I always, I tell everyone you need to remember your why. So if you remember your why, then usually you can keep it moving. So I have no children. My why is my sister. My sister would like to quit her job. So she keeps reminding me that I need to retire her. <laughs> so there's my why. And so, and you know, and I'm grateful that, you know, cause even when I did have a day job because I had a day job up until 2013, we started mega that's matthews Inter- that's I'm about to i'll tell you so we started mega matthews entertainment group at associates in 2005. so i had a day job up until june 24th 2013 when my job was eliminated i was the medical educator at the public cord blood bank here in illinois and i loved my job and what they didn't know is i would have done it for free because my job was very important i loved what i did and it meant something to the greater good of the whole world right. and especially my community and other minority communities but they, you know, let me go. They let a whole lot of people go that week, and so I didn't have a job. And I was about to get a job, and everyone's like, "No, you are supposed to be on TV. You need to do whatever it is that you need to do to get yourself on TV." Right. And so I was like, "But I need to eat, like, and I need a place to live." Yeah. And Chicago's expensive, <laughs> so I was like, "Real talk, yes." And, yeah, and I didn't leave. Like, I still am still here. And so I said, "Okay, so I um." I remember my why, and so that's how I don't fall into traps. Now, I will. I do remember one day, and this is before I was working with doctors, because obviously I started in entertainment, so I remember I was working with True, and I was trying to get them on the BET Awards. Mm-hmm. And because everyone knows the BET Awards always has that throwback moment. And I was like, Troop would be perfect for that throwback moment because that was the same year their unsung was going to come on TV one. So I was like, they would be perfect. This is their year. Um, And then I said, they should have Troop. They should have Silk. Mm -hmm. That's it. I said, they should do that. And when I tell you, I'll never forget that day. I just got so many no's that day. I called my friend and said, I quit. I have a doctorate. I don't need to be doing this. I was like, I can go get me a job and make, you know, and not worry about bothering these people And they keep telling me no and da, da, da. She's like, Renee, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I am done. I am so done. I am over this. And she's like, it's not a big deal. And then the next day I got some yes. I don't remember what it was, but she's like, do you remember what you said yesterday? I go, I know I was quitting yesterday. Today I'm not, you know. But, um, and then the funniest part of the whole story is that if you all recall, Troop did end up with the throwback moment. It was Troop, Silken, Color Me Bad. And Stephen Hill sent me an email and said, you can tell everyone this was your idea and you're the reason why this happened. Nice. So that was huge to get an email wow. from the Stephen Hill. I was like, oh my God. Then we finally met in person a few years later and he remembered and and so it was really cool. But it was just crazy. So I will say the days that I, because there, there's days where I'm just like, oh my God, I have bills to pay. Why is this happening? Especially before I started working with the doctors, as much as I love my entertainers, it was hard. The doctors, it's not so hard, I think, because people want to be educated by doctors, whereas not everyone wants to talk to an R&B artist or a rapper or whatever. Right. So, I was like, Lord, help me, please. And so it was funny. I would go home, like it would be a holiday, and I'd go home. And my best friend would be like, and I would tell her, oh, you know, today, this, this, this. She goes, you know, last week you were about to look for a job. I said, how did you know? <laughs> like, I, she goes, I heard it in your voice. I knew that you were like, I am so over this. And I was like, you're right. I had literally started searching. She was like, Mm-mm. you keep going, keep going. And I'm like, OK. So I started my show 2014 because everyone's like, you need to be no, on TV So it's called the Ask Dr. Renee show. Yeah. And so I started in 2014 because I met with a fellow Michigander who was also a Spartan. I met with her. She worked at uh, judge Mathis's um, production company. I met with her in LA and she's like, if you, do you know what a Q score is? And I was like, no. And she said, if we asked a hundred people who you were, how many of them would know who you are? And I was like, Oh, So I went home and was brainstorming, what do I do? And this is back in the day of Google Hangouts. Mm -hmm. And um, I told my sister, I was like, well, maybe I should have like a Google Hangout show and have some of my friends on. And if they share it with their friends, then maybe I can get this Q score. And uh, my sister's like, okay. And I said, so I sent it to the email to five people because I like to convince myself that things are bad ideas. And so this was a bad idea. So. And all five of them said yes. I go, oh shoot, that means I have to Now you gotta do it. Now you gotta do it. So (laughs) we did it, and so um, I was saying, so my thing is a lot of my, I have friends that are celebrities, and I was like, but they're just my friends, but I knew that they have obviously huge following. So I was like, well, if we have these people on then, and I was like, my sister's like, yeah. So my sister, we call her the executive producer because she literally, while I'm on air, be texting me notes and be like say this ask this stop doing that don't do that turn this way i'm like oh my god (laughs) so so fast forward i got a real maid and the real i just had an intern whom i didn't have to pay she was a student at columbia college here in chicago columbia college is the most amazing school. It's for, you know, people who want to do acting and behind the camera, in front of the camera, dancing, singing, just, you know, if you want to be the audio engineer, these are the places, this is the place you go. I mean, a lot of the alumni there have Grammys, Emmys, all of that. As a matter of fact, Jonathan McReynolds, the gospel artist, he teaches there and that's where he went to school. So I I got an intern from Columbia College. I never met that girl till like two years later. But she created my reel and it was amazing. My dad goes, you didn't pay for that? I was like, no. He goes, it looks so, I said, I know, right? Like expensive. Mm. And so I ended up in LA and I wanted my friend, to hit more hit I have, a like I said, a lot of my friends do a lot of great things. My friend, he's already had several TV shows. He was like, this is what you do. So he said, figure out a show that's on TV that you think is kind of your realm and you know try to meet with them when you're in LA okay so I tried and couldn't get in touch with anyone and then I finally got somebody to give me the personal email address of the executive producer and I go oh my god what do I do I don't know this person what do I do and then I go I ain't got nothing to lose but a whole lot to gain right so I sent the email and do you know they responded in 20 minutes and was like my assistant is going to email you back and we will meet next week that's amazing so the lesson learned is
0: do something you're scared to do because you have nothing to lose, right? You start. Exactly. Off with nothing. And I mean
1: and exactly. and then the other thing is no I I learned this from a friend of mine, Michael Connolly, Mr. Stinky Cakes. He said, no is next opportunity. And so I love that. I'm like, you're right. I said, so I so when you Nose really don't mean anything to me. And actually it's funny because I've had friends and my sister, I've like overheard her talking and this was way before I was an adult. My sister said, my sister doesn't care what anybody thinks about her. (laughs) And so then I was like, I guess she's kind of right. But I had another friend who was like, um, may she rest in peace, Jada Russell. She's an amazing publicist. She was nice enough to take me under her wing. And that is really how I learned was from her and she died last year, but she um, she was on the TV show, Bridezilla's. And that's how me and Alicia knew who she was because sure. we saw her on there. And everyone told me I should be a publicist, but I didn't know anyone one was. But there was one who lived in Chicago and I lived in Chicago and I right. made it my mission to meet her. And like I said, she ended up taking me under her wing and basically I was like her apprentice. She paid me, but she said, Renee, if somebody says no to you and slams the door on you, They don't realize, but you're going to still end up in the room. You'll just figure out another way in. And then they'll look like, well, how did she get here? And she is absolutely right. Because a lot of people who have said no and laughed at me, and you're a doctor, blah, blah, blah. What are you doing in entertainment? And then I end up right Right. there in the exact same table as you're at. So my thing is I am very, very, very persistent. I'm going to get what I want. Um, I'm not annoying assistant. I mean, persistent. I am, I'm strategic with it. I know what I'm doing, right. uh, but you know, I make it, I, my clients say she makes it happen. I will make it happen. I will keep knocking on the door until the door comes down. You know, my thing is give me a quick no, but you're going to give me a answer. I need an answer. Right. And so, cause I need to tell my clients something. So I need an answer. So whether it be a yes or whether it be a no, I need you to say something. So, um, so that, that was my thing. I was like, I'm going to just make it happen. Whatever it is, we'll just see to it that it happens. So I ended up meeting with the executive producers. She looked at my reel and was like, you, what's this show? That show is so amazing, because most of my reel was obviously the Ask Dr. Renee show. And she's like, that was amazing. How did you come up with that? And I told her, and she was like, well, they need to do a show, just you and your sister with her sending you all these messages. I said, yeah, it's pretty funny. But, um, but well, she then she- up for that, was she? Oh, she, she don't, look, she, anything get her out of her job. She don't care anymore. Yeah. As a matter of fact, this week is the anniversary of when she was on the Rachel Ray show. Um, because, uh, so, and that was something out of her comfort zone too, but she was like anything to get, get me out of doing this. But, um, but yeah, so I, that the executive producer told me I should meet with the development company, huge development company of a network that you would know. And I'm like, and once again, I thought I was being blown off. Nope. As soon as I got home, well, not home. As soon as I got back to where I was staying in LA, got an email. Okay. We'd like to set up this meeting. So-and-so said you should meet with us. I was like, clutch my pearls. And then when I went to that meeting, there was a lady in there. um, One of the people I was meeting with, she said, I remember you. And I looked at her like, I don't know this woman. (laughs) Whereas me and my sister say, Harpo, who this woman? Right. So I was like, um, she goes, you sent in a video when Oprah first started her network and she was looking for people to have their own show. And she goes, she goes, you. She said, you sent in a video and your video did very well. And when I tell you, you could have probably knocked me over with a feather at this point, <laughs> I was like, mommy, how many years ago was that? She goes, Renee, and the lady remembered? I said, mom, the woman sat there and said and was telling me about myself. And she's like, oh my God. And I said, you just never know who's watching. Never know. That's another thing that I like to tell people. You don't know who's watching. So even if like, I, I, I have a live streaming course now that I offer and I tell people, just start talking. Even if you see a big fat goose egg over in the corner, just talk because one there's always replays. Two you don't know if that one person that comes on is the one person you needed to see you because that was the one person that you're you know that's your avatar that's who you're trying to sell your product or your services to or whatever you know what I mean so you you should just always just start talking. And eventually, you'll never know who is going to be watching. The other day, I did some analytics on one of my videos. And this man that used to work on a show that I watched on TV, Mm -hmm. he was watching my show. I told my sister last night. And I was like, that was really interesting. He was watching. And she's like, oh. And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. And I said, he's still, he's with some other show now. I can't remember what show. And he's with some other network or whatever. But he was watching. So I was like, you just don't know? So always try to put your best foot forward and keep going because you never know and you might put something in them just like you know my girl Oprah Winfrey, she said that Quincy Jones saw her um, when he was in Chicago. He saw her on the local show she had here yeah. and remembered her when they were filmed when they were about to do the color purple and said, we think she'd be good and you just you never know. so you just have to keep keep moving, keep going, keep going, keep going.
0: Well, I know that we are short on time and I, um, I'm definitely going to have you back because I, I got so much, I want to talk to you about, and you have just so much, such a wealth of, of your, such a wealth of knowledge, but I want to ask you one more question. Um, you know, before we sign off, um, for this podcast, and that is, you said that you're all about, um, people learning to live the life they deserve. And for me, I know that that's a process. It's a journey. So if you had to kind of gauge yourself from where you were when you were a little girl and you said, I want to be a medical, you know, correspondent and then where you are now, do you think that you're doing a pretty good job living the life you deserve? Where, where would you put yourself
2: there?
1: Oh, I know I am. I am living. My whole thing is, and I mean, you and I both know life is not promised and you know, You know, we've had losses. My cousin died, he was 37 and I still, that still blows me away and scares me to death. But he was 37 and that was just way too like, oh my God, like 37, you know? His son was, uh, I forgot, 10 maybe? I mean, it was really sad. So I know, and you know, I was already living the life I deserved when that happened. That was in 2017, but. Girl, after that, I've been even doing it, like I've been even getting more out my box. So, you know, like I went to Carnival, I had never worn a bikini ever, not as a child, but I was in Carnival and walked 14 some miles in a complete bikini with nothing covering it, didn't, you know, I did the whole thing. And I was like, I can't believe I did it, huh? Let it all hang out. Let it right. go. Exactly. This, this is me. Exactly. Go for it. Right. And I and I I would have never done that before. But I did. I mean, there's a lot of things now that I didn't would have never done. But you know, I just it's just like what my best friend was like, Did you want to go on the boat ride with us? Blah blah blah. I go, okay. I'm thinking this is like Bablo boat, you know. I didn't ask questions because everyone's like, Renee, you have a hundred questions. So I trust that she's not gonna do anything to put my life in danger. So I didn't ask questions. Girl, when I saw this little boat, I was like, we about to get on that. <laughs> but I did it. And so I, In my mother, when I got home that day and I told her what I did, she goes, you did what? I said, I know, right? My mother said, who, who is this? And I mean, I am just, I I mean, even my friends here in Chicago were like, you would have never worn that back in the day. I was like, yeah, so things have just, shifted so much that I know that I'm living the life I deserve. There's things, yes, that I still want in life, but I know that I'm enjoying every day. Even though I've been locked down for six weeks now, I have literally not left the building in six weeks. I'm still living every day. You know, I'm trying, and I and I actually, now that I don't work for anyone, it's amazing what entrepreneurship can do. I travel now more. I see more people more. I do international travel like two, three times a year now. I, I, I would never imagine. like I have a little cousin that lives overseas, but he knows me like he sees me every day. He's only four, but that's because he does see me so often that he can't forget about me. And then we video chat and you know, I utilize all my technology and all my airline miles and all my clients' interviews and stuff. Cause what I do is I mix business with pleasure. If I have to be in such and such for business, well then I stay an extra few days so I can visit whoever's in that area. So I'm making sure I spend time with the people who are important to me and make sure that, um, you know, I'm not wasting time. So I don't waste time on foolishness. I don't waste time on being angry because when I was younger, I will say that I was a very, you know, I was a grudge holder. I held grudges and I would not be nice, but I don't do that anymore. I let it go and I keep moving. I don't worry about what other people think about me. Like my sister said, I, my, with, with, you know, that's not my business. My business is to take care of the business that's paying me and keep it moving. And so I make sure I don't take on every client because I don't get along with everyone and not everyone gets along with me and I don't wanna be miserable. So I have that, you know, I can say, I have the authority to say, this isn't gonna work. And I also trust in God that he's gonna fill in the gap with that money when I deny it because he knows that that wasn't the right thing for me to do. So when you do all of that, I mean, I wake up every morning, although now it's Groundhog Day because I, wake up every morning and I'm not going anywhere, (laughs) but I wake up every morning and I'm excited about what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, who are we going to talk to? Who's going to say yes? That article I write, who's it going to affect? You know, I, so I wake up and I'm excited. And I think that when you're working in these jobs that you don't like, it's horrible. You know, that, that Sunday night blues people talk about, I think no one should have that because you should find what it is that you're passionate about because what people don't realize is you can make money in your passion. And not everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur, but everyone can find money in their passion. Your passion can make profits because you'll be passionate about it, the money will come. Because I can't believe the things I get paid to do. I'm like, you want me to do what? You gonna pay me how much? And I want to talk to you more. So I'm going to have
0: you back and I want to talk to you more. I want to dig into that because we're going to want to, to definitely know that. But before I let you go for today, I want people to know where they can find you. Cause I know you're all over social media. Yes. So please go ahead and you know, drop
1: it, let them know where can they find you? So it's very simple. I'm ask Dr. Renee on everything. So A S K D R R E N E E. So that's on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. TikTok, uh, did I say Instagram? I am Ask Dr. Renee. My website's very simple as well. It's Ask Info, I N F O, because I am a resource of information. So everybody,
0: definitely go check her out. And as she mentioned earlier, she does have a live streaming course. I'm going to talk to her more about that on, on our next interview, but I'll be sure to leave some information in uh, the description so you guys can access that if that's something that you're interested in doing. Renee, thank you so much for joining me today. I so appreciate you. And um, you know, to all my listeners out there, I appreciate you too. Please leave a comment down below. Let me know what you thought about this. Tell Renee what you think, think about her and some of the things she said. And um, until next time, talk to you guys soon. Ready to catapult your business to the next level? Check out Dr. Renee's live stream like a pro course. From top streaming platforms to the equipment you'll need, she'll teach you how to go live with TV quality video. Visit www.askdrrenee.info. Click on the courses tab to start learning today.